Good morning. It's September 25th. It's another rainy morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. After 146 days of the Hollywood Writers' Strike, the Writers Guild of America and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers announced last night that they'd reached a tentative agreement. Despite earlier declarations from the studio side that they were prepared to starve the writers out of their homes, the Writers Guild described the result as exceptional, with meaningful gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. Film and TV production still can't start up because the Screen Actors Guild remains out on strike. While the writer's deal is being finalized, the Writers Guild has urged its members to leave off their own picket lines and go join the picket lines with the actors. The New York Times has a good lively front page today, leading with a story from the South China Sea about China's unilateral efforts to claim the waters as its own. From a boat in the waters off the Philippines, reporter Hannah Beach describes a Chinese military base planted on a reef. More than 900 miles from the Chinese mainland, in an area of the South China Sea that an international tribunal has unequivocally determined does not belong to China, she writes, cell phones pinged with a message, welcome to China. At one point, the story describes the Times' chartered boat being rushed by a People's Liberation Army tugboat. As more vessels closed in, around Mischief Reef, which is legally assigned to the Philippines and factually has the Chinese military planted on top of it. In other news of maritime aggression, Jason Horowitz reports from Goro, Italy, on the struggles the locals are having with invasive blue crabs. The crabs are feasting on the clam gardens of the Goro fishermen, which Horowitz notes are themselves stocked with foreign shellfish, the meaty Verace clam they first imported from the Philippines in the 1980s. Everyone is much concerned about the loss of spaghetti alla vangole. Also, the crabs keep pinching people. But the truth is, blue crabs are the most delicious thing that lives in the water anywhere. If you just steam them, clean them, crack them in half, saute them with some garlic and some olive oil, top it off with tomato and simmer it into a sauce, you'll wonder why you ever even messed around with clam sauce. A news analysis column at the top of the page looks at the faction of House Republicans who are driving full speed into a government shutdown, a situation that could be pretty easily resolved. The piece says Democrats consider them dangerous, out-of-control radicals, and even some of their Republican colleagues regard them as misguided outliers determined to impose their views on their party and the nation. But neither has found a way to overcome their guerrilla tactics, which include jettisoning decades of tradition and openly defying their own party on the House floor. The problem is we are being dragged around by 20 people when 200 of us are in agreement, said Representative Mike Simpson. As long as we let those 20 drag us around, we are going to get these kinds of results. At some point in time, you've got to say, we're done. Elsewhere, the story notes that with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy facing both a slim majority and the constant threat of an ouster, the far-right bloc has driven events. If you take all of this at face value, then, in the House, there are 20 people who want to shut the government down and wreck everything, and 415 people who don't. So if that's the real situation, have a vote. In the words of the famous parliamentarian Ann Landers, no one can take advantage of you without your permission. The downside, or the supposed downside, is that if Kevin McCarthy cuts the obvious deal, he'll lose his job. But his job stinks. If he's just going to sit around getting bullied by 20 wackos who are constantly threatening to kick him out of his seat, why not just get it over with? Those wackos represent the Republican primary voters, and so none of the House Republicans want to antagonize them. But shutting down the government is a great way to antagonize general election voters. Although, to be fair, the general election voters are less likely to hit you with death threats for having the temerity to keep the federal government funded. And in a further exploration of whether anything can be done about 
The Politics of Self-Destruction. There's a story about hospitals attempting to bring back mask mandates as COVID keeps spreading and the season for other respiratory viruses comes into view. Again, this is the dumbest thing on earth. Hospitals are the gathering places for sick people, people with pre-existing conditions, and immunocompromised people. Healthcare workers move among these various groups all day long. The whole idea that anyone should ever have stopped having to wear masks in a hospital was genuinely insane. Turns out if you make ignoring the pandemic your policy priority, you end up having to ignore the existence of cancer too. That's the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.